Hi, welcome to Own Your Future podcast. I'm Eric Clay with Homebridge Financial. Today we're having on Stephanie Gray with New York Life, who's going to talk a little bit about life insurance and its relationship to real estate. So please welcome my guest, Stephanie Gray. Hi, Eric. Thank you for having me. I've Thanks enjoyed to, and learning about your other guests. So I, I hope I can be as informative as they are. Yeah. Um, so I was hoping to have you on to talk about people's biggest purchases purchase of their life and how real estate affects that in their need for life insurance. As you know, myself, um, I have gotten life insurance uh, because of some of my real estate deals, and I even did some real estate with my business partner. Uh, so how does somebody decide what, uh, what they need for life insurance when they're buying real estate? So I just need to be clear for um, our discussion that this is informational purposes only. Neither New York Life nor any of its agents provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Each individual should consult their own tax, legal, or accounting professionals before taking action. And as you know, there are many options available with insurance, but the first step to, do, to that is making the decision um, to have a trusted source to assist you, and that's what we provide. So when I sit down with clients to evaluate their needs and begin the discussion of insurance protection, they generally have four questions. Why do I need life insurance? How much life insurance do I need? What kind of life insurance to buy? And why New York life? And for today's purposes, the why is a defensive strategy to protect your family's standard of living. That's how your family lives. Your standard of living is really supported by your income and assets and those can change as life evolves. Life insurance can be the most affordable form of protection. Having the right life insurance protection in place can help overcome thoughts or fears and replace them with peace of mind. Great. Um, so as you know, I, I used life insurance in a few of my real estate transaction and business partners. So, uh, you know, tell the people how they decide uh, when they need this. So it may be or not, depending on the amount and type of policy that you need, um, whether or not what you have at work currently can cover you. So that's kind of a conversation I have with people when I sit down and we do a, what we call a cash needs analysis. We figure out how much income you have, what are your assets, what needs to be protect, protected, and we take a complete financial look at everything. So we really need to ask ourselves, if you had a total loss of an insured item, like your car or home, how would you want to replace that item? What would you want the full replacement item or are you okay settling for substantially less? Would you want the same income your family's used to receiving and depends on or not? We factor all of these things in and calculate other considerations like a mortgage to determine the current amount of life insurance that you might need at this time. And Eric, as you said, for these purposes, we're really looking at how much your mortgage is and what do you need to replace in order to carry that mortgage. Yeah. And so what about people? So in addition to the insurance that I have, uh, I also have insurance through work. And so I know many people are going to have the same situation. So when you hear somebody talk about getting insurance through their work, or they think that they might have sufficient coverage because of whatever insurance they get through their work. How do you, how do you counsel people on that? Or what do you say when, when people are getting insurance, uh, additional life insurance through their work? 
so again, there's a couple of things about your work insurance and you really need to take a good hard look at what that policy is and how it how it's written. Is it a term type policy or is it a whole life type policy? Can you take it with you? If you leave that company, can you take that policy with you or not? And that's really important because, um, you know, Eric, you and I have talked about this. We're never younger or healthier than we are today. Right. So you know, betting on something that you might potentially not be able to take with you can be can be difficult for some people. Um, so that cash needs analysis. What do you need if God forbid something happens to you? We take a look at those numbers. Sometimes your employer um, insurance is a set amount. Sometimes it's a percentage of your income over a year or a couple of years that may or may not carry your family through depending where they are, what your mortgage amount is, do you have children? What do you wanna cover with that insurance? So that's really a good time for us to sit down and have that conversation about what do you wanna actually have covered. So let me ask you this, if I leave my employer, does, does the do I still keep the life insurance that I buy through my employer? Like, cause I remember I got life insurance, so I've switched companies. And so none of the companies that I've been with in the past did any of my insurance ever move forward with me? I ended up just buying and getting additional insurance coverage through my employer. So if somebody loses their job or they switch companies where a company may not offer it, does that insurance follow them? You know, I'm just not sure. Not in all cases, but potentially yes. Um, so again the question you need to ask yourself is do i want to be in control of my financial future and my life insurance or do i want to have someone else in control of it so employee policies can be less expensive in some cases but it doesn't always follow you it doesn't always fit your needs and it's not necessarily building the financial freedom that you would like to have so those are Perfect. some of the things you have to look at when we're, we're talking about employer policies. Now, when I, when I went and got my insurance through my company, um, and just for people out there, not only do I have insurance in my company, but I have an additional insurance outside my company because the insurance with my company never seems to follow me anywhere. Um, when I pick the additional coverage, you know, like when I'm going through my benefits, there's usually like, hey, you know, this is how much it's going to come out of your paycheck and uh, every uh, every paycheck. This is what's going to come out. And I just see a cost. And I and to be honest, I don't really think about it other than the fact that, you know, when it comes to health coverage, maybe I'm like, oh, well, health option A is a little bit cheaper. Health option B is better. But with insurance, it's just whatever it is, what it what it is. So how, how, do, how does the cost of insurance or how do you figure out the cost of insurance so that people can understand uh, the cost structure on that? So when we're talking about in, an employee policy, it's it's similar to health insurance. It's structured over a group of people. Right. So that's why sometimes um, the cost can look less because it's structured over a group of people, but it doesn't necessarily have the other riders and benefits that you would want. So when we talk about um life insurance and the cost we first have to look at the type of life insurance we're talking about are we talking about a whole life type policy or a term policy and then we have to look at the four other components that really make up the cost your age um your health your how long do you want the policy for and um how much do you want the face amount for 
So those are the pieces that um, determine the cost of your policy over time, particularly when you're purchasing your own policy. So, so um, you, you mentioned something else and I wanted, and you mentioned riders and benefits and we're getting a little off script here. And I know the insurance business is highly regulated. So if you can talk about it. Um, so what are some riders and benefits that you would have on like maybe a New York life policy that you wouldn't see on uh, a policy that somebody currently has either work or maybe another policy that they got a, a long time ago? Are you able to talk about those riders? I can. Um, there's a couple of things that um, with the riders that we have to be um, aware of is there are different riders depending on the type of policy you're purchasing. And I'm going to talk about, you know, term versus whole life. Um, but both at New York Life have what's called a waiver of premium. And the waiver of premium rider is um, an addendum you put on your policy that uh, says if you become disabled and can't work, um, New York Life will then continue paying your premiums for you. So that's one of the pro one of the pieces that I always put on all of my policies for my clients. But there's others such as the um, ability for um, a spouse to purchase paid up additions if they don't have a policy of their own and you pass away. New York Life has the um, uh, the rider for them to be able to do that. That's a no cost rider. We can get into the details of how that all works a little bit more later. Um, but that's another piece that is important in that, in what New York life has to offer. We also offer a chronic care rider, which is you purchase a certain amount of money, let's say $90,000, which you can utilize over a series of months, um, towards a long-term care stay. And yes, we could talk about, you know, as we get older as long-term care, but it's also, if you have, you know, maybe a hip replacement or a knee replacement or other types of longer term care, and you might not have um, insurance to help pay for those things, that kind of chronic care rider can assist in those, those pieces. And I will say that obviously there's a medical component. Everything has to be reviewed by doctors, whether or not that would qualify for a chronic care scenario. Um, and that's available on our whole life products. Hmm. Very cool. Um, so uh, one thing I wanted to touch base on is I work with a ton of new home buyers or new homeowners. And uh, often budget is something people are very concerned about and they're thinking about, especially when they're taking on a huge purchase and, and they're locked into that monthly payment. And often maybe they might be stretching to buy that house um, in the beginning. So <clears throat> if somebody wants to get life insurance to make sure that their, their partner uh, can take care of that mortgage after they go, but they're concerned about the budget, you know, how do you how do you fit in, you know, like what options are, are best for them for somebody who needs to be budget conscious, especially somebody who's a new homeowner? Yeah. So um, it really starts with, again, taking a look at what your needs are overall. And quite honestly, there's there's really only two types of, of life insurance out there. Um, there's temporary term protection, which is like renting an apartment, term life insurance, if temporary is designed to provide protection during critical periods, but doesn't provide long-term advantages like equity. Term insurance does provide protection for a limited time and pays benefits only if you die during the term, 
As a result of that, it's often the, the most affordable type of coverage when initially purchased. So that would attest to your budget conscious uh, purchaser. The permanent cash value protection, permanent insurance, by contrast, is more like owning a home. It's designed to provide lifelong protection and generally builds cash value. It's a resource that you can use to pay for other things, such as a child's college, wedding, your retirement, or even help care for an aging relative. Each product, whether it's permanent or term, has unique characteristics, and one is not necessarily better than the other. It all depends on the life insurance need and what fits within that client's unique financial strategy. But a lot of our clients rent to own. So what that means is they purchase term first and then they plan to convert to a portion of that term in the near future. I explained to my clients that this can help with budgeting so you can get the protection you need to customize to fit to your budget. Great. Uh, so, so that talks about some of the new, new home buyers, obviously term at, on a monthly basis is a little bit cheaper. Um, I originally, when I first bought my first policy, I did something small. And then as my family grew, I, I started building, uh, mm -hmm. you know, getting additional insurance above and uh, beyond that uh, first policy. But one other thing I wanted to talk to you is, is real estate investors uh, and, and potentially uh, other business people. So, so uh, I have several investment properties uh, and I also have a business partner. And so one of the things that we did is we got key man insurance. And so if, if him or I pass away, uh, we're able to buy out the spouse uh, in our joint, the, the joint venture that we have, we're able to buy out the other spouse. And, um, and so I think a lot of investors kind of miss that, especially ones with partners uh, where you, you might need additional insurance to cover the additional real estate investment. And then if you have a partner, you know, you don't really want to be dealing with a significant other after that partner passes away. So that key, key man insurance is huge. And that's one of the reasons that we got it. And we actually expense it through the, through, through the business. And so the, the, it, the business pays for it. And now it's a cost that we're able to write off. And so can you go into a little bit more, maybe a little bit more detail on how, um, business partners and real estate investors might use uh, insurance, either term or whole life. So, so you're using the term key man policy, and it actually is a buy sell policy. Um, buy sell policy. What you're doing. So, a key man policy is a little different in how we we talk about it. But for this case, yes, we're going to talk about the buy sell policy. Um, so, anybody that has a business partner, you know you may or may not want to be in a partnership with that person's heirs at any point in time or potentially get tied up in a probate situation um, in the future. So a life insurance policy that covers that buyout of that partner um, is always important to have. So you're not stuck in that kind of relationship if you don't want to move forward with that relationship. So, what we do is we come up with an arrangement, you come up with an amount that um, the properties might be uh, valued at or the business might be valued at. And again, just like all life insurance policies, this is something that's an organic uh, condition where we look at it over, over time. You know, we meet on a yearly basis or every six months. Are we, is this still the right amount of money, right? Do we need to add something or, or, or where are we with all of that? 
Um, so we put those in place. And um, so let's just say for you, you have a policy that you're the beneficiary on for your partner. He has a policy or she has a policy um, that is on you so that if something happens to you, they get the money um, and then they can pay your heirs uh, for that balance. And that works out really nicely. God forbid something should happen. Um, and uh, they need to, you need to dissolve the partnership and you need to buy out the, the partner. So, so I have a buy sell agreement uh, policy. So right. what's the, uh, what, so I obviously use the wrong term. What is key man insurance? So key man insurance is more if you had a, uh, let's just say you have a property manager that you've hired to manage your properties. And that person is very difficult to replace and you want them to stay with you for a long time. Then you offer them a key man policy where it is another benefit for them. If anything happens to them, uh, that policy will help replace them either in your company. Okay. So it would give you the funds to go out, recruit and find another key person, or you would assist them in, transitioning into um, another role by giving them the, um, if it's a whole life policy at that time, maybe it's like a um, an additional benefit that it builds cash value for them over time and it helps keep them within the company. But a key man policy often stays with the company and can move from that key position to the next person who takes over that key position. Oh, and do you have to do a medical thing every time somebody switches out? So like if you lose somebody and you put somebody else in there, is it is it a medical thing every single time or do you, is it just you don't have to keep going through the rigmarole of getting insurance? Because when I got insurance, I had to get the blood test, the blood pressure, all that stuff. Do you have to do that every single time? Not necessarily. Depends on the particular policy. But sometimes if it rolls from one employee to another employee within the company, then it doesn't always have to be a, a recertification of that. Awesome. So uh, to my real estate investors out there, if you have a business partner in one of your uh, real estate investments, I would recommend looking at getting a, a, a term policy uh, to potentially buy out any heirs um, out of the situation. And that was the big, that for me and my partner, that for uh, for me to go into business with him, that was one of the things that I wanted, and it's and it's actually it was super cheap for us. Um, so it, it, the expense wasn't wasn't a lot compared to the coverage that we got. Um, so if you have any questions about that, you could probably ask Stephanie a little bit more. Um, so Stephanie, this has been uh, some great information uh, for uh, the uh, for my new home buyers and homeowners. Do you have any tips or tricks for anybody that have uh, are, are interested in life insurance and in any different ways that they might want to use it? So there's a, there are many different ways to use life insurance as an asset. Um, particularly, you know, it, again, we're going to go, I'm going to go back and talk about the, the budget piece a little bit. Um, and this is where that trusted source and really working with your financial advisors and your team uh, and your life insurance agent comes into play. Um, sometimes, you know, we lay it, what we, we do, what we call layer policies. Um, this also works well with people who have children, um, where you purchase multiple policies for different amounts over different time. And then you can drop those policies off as you need them. So let's just say you have a $500,000 mortgage. You may decide to hold three level premium convertible term policies, maybe a $200,000 policy for 20 years, a $100,000 policy 
for 15 years and a hundred thousand policy for 10 years. Um, and as those policies, as you pay down that mortgage, or in some cases, as your children become 18 and graduate and move off, you drop those policies because you don't need them anymore. So the 10 year policy will fall off. The 15 year policy will fall off. And then because at New York life, we have what's called the level premium convertible policy you can convert some or all of that policy into a whole life policy that then you would keep for the rest of your life and that would give you the foundation. And the key about being convertible is you don't have to go back through that underwriting process, okay? So if you've had any medical changes um, over the 20 years, you don't necessarily have to say, oh, I, I have to go back through underwriting, my rating might change, right? Um, mm -hmm. The only change is your age, your attained age at the time that you convert it is what your premium would be for the amount that you would convert. And then you can decide whether or not you want to pay those premiums in a customizable format for significant for a sorry, for a particular timeline or until a certain point in time. Um, and that could be a whole life policy that's converted from a term policy. And it tends to be very cost effective for people who are budget conscious, but and don't necessarily need that full amount for the next 40 years, right? Or 30 years or whatever that timeline is, but needs to have some. So that would help them with that budget piece a little bit. And that's some of the conversation we have with people that's so important. Yeah. You know, you, you brought up children. And as you know, I have a two and a half year old now. Um, who's talking up a storm. I don't understand. He's adorable. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I understand maybe about a half of his words. Um, any case, uh, I actually got a, a small whole life policy for him. And the whole life policy is cheaper than my term policy, if I remember correctly. Um, and, you know, I, I think one of the benefits of getting it, uh, one of the benefits of getting it when he was so young, not only is it cheap, but if he ever has a medical event going forward, he can carry that whole life policy with him for the rest of his life. And I'm not sure like what, you know, it's going to continue growing cash value and stuff like right. that. Cause I did a whole policy. Um, but any comments on that, just since you brought up kids and I have a two and a half year old. Yeah. So um, we often recommend to parents to purchase a, a life insurance policy for their kids when they're young and healthy. Um, and, again, none of us ever knows what the future is going to bring, right? And I've had clients whose children have been diagnosed with um, diabetes, with Crohn's disease, with multiple other things that then make it either impossible or extremely difficult or expensive to get life insurance in the future. So you're guaranteeing your child's insurability in the future by purchasing them a policy now. I've done the exact same thing with my children. They're not huge policies necessarily, but it's affordable. And the other thing to remember too, Eric, is as a parent, if you take out loans for your child or you co-sign those college loans for your child, those loans never go away and you're always responsible for them. So I've had people who are in their 60s now whose children have had, God forbid, it ever happens to anybody, they've lost their children for multiple reasons, they're still responsible for those student loans. And so that life insurance policy that you took out when they were younger um, will help you in that scenario. Cause I don't know about you, but 
when I'm starting to reach retirement age, I don't want to have to worry about student loans. God forbid something happens, right? So there's multiple reasons why to get insurance for your kids when they're younger. Yeah. Well, hey, thank you for coming on and uh, educating my viewers a a little bit about how we might want to use life insurance in real estate. do you, if somebody has questions uh, about getting life insurance uh, or protecting their family assets or, you know, trying to get a buy-sell agreement, how would somebody get in touch with you to ask those questions? So they can call me directly at 617-688-5226 or email me at S, as in Stephanie, Gray, G-R-A-Y, 05 at ft.newyorklife.com um, or they can reach out to you, Eric, and I'm sure you'd be happy to share that, that information with them. And I appreciate your, that. Your email is a mouthful, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> just call her, guys. <laughs> just call her. Um, hey, thank you for coming on. Everybody, thank you for watching. Remember to like, subscribe, and share so people see my stuff. Eric Clay. Uh, at Own Your Future Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.